This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What's up, dude? How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Excited to do another episode of The Real Down. What's this, episode number four or five, six? I don't even remember. How long have we been doing this now? Well, I've been doing it since uh, er, mid-June, I think. You've been okay. doing this for the last month, I think, month and a half. Yeah, me and you here, like four weeks now. What is it? Yeah. Something like yeah. that. Been good. Uh, well, time's been going pretty fast, man. It's, it's crazy. It has, it has. I mean, we only do this once a week, but um, you know, it's definitely, definitely flying by. So, just wrapped yeah. up an epic weekend here in Indiana. And, Tournament uh, season widened down and everything. It's kind of depressing. <laughs> it is, man. I, you know, it's kind of bittersweet, right? Like, you've been grinding all year and and you know, traveling and doing all this stuff, and it's like. You're kind of you're kind of excited to see it slow down a little bit for a couple months, and then at the same time you're like, "What am I gonna do? You know, yeah. what am I gonna do with all that time?" So, well, you you but, actually travel a lot more than most people. I mean, I, I hardly travel to do tournaments. Huh? I follow the tournaments, but I don't do as many. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I uh, definitely am, am putting them on the miles. I can't even imagine how many miles I put on put on my car this year and. Uh, but it's been good. It's been it's been fun and exciting. It's been a learning experience. I've met a lot of great people, uh, so I wouldn't change it. And I'm looking already looking forward to 2020 and, and making preparations for that. But this season's not over. We we've got a few more, few more to go. So uh, you know we're still still doing work out here. A lot to look forward to uh, as well. We got a lot of championships coming up. We do. We do. And in fact, um, you know. As we go into the recaps, we've already got a couple championships that we're going to be recapping tonight, and then you know a couple final, final tournaments of the season for for some of these groups. So uh, yeah, we're definitely getting into that championship season. You know, it's going to start getting a little cooler outside. 
hoodie weather, my favorite time, you know, shorts and hoodie, man, you can't yeah. beat that. Like, that's like perfect, perfect weather. Yeah, I, love, I love hoodies, man. Yeah, hoodies yeah, good old hoodie and a pair of shorts, get out on the water, it's still a little brisk in the morning, you know, you got your pumpkin spice latte and, and the Yak Attack <laughs> cup holder, you know. Fog on the water. A little fog on the water, yep. a little dew on the front of the boat. You know, oh, man. gotta yeah, love it. Good times, especially on the absolutely, road. absolutely. Well, hey, we got we got a pretty cool show lined up for tonight. You know, we typically we typically cover with our guests some of the bigger trails. Um, you know, the KBF tour events or trail events, some of the bigger championships. But this week we're taking it to, we're taking it to the grassroots. We're going to yep. talk about a little little local club here in Indiana, something I'm a part of. We're going to be bringing on a pretty awesome guest in Troy Riggins, winner of uh, that local club tournament trail this weekend. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a good episode. We've got some cool events to talk about. and I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Uh, I know uh, bringing on Troy, uh, he, he won that first tournament, and then uh, you play second. So I, I thought that would have been a cool dynamic to have both you guys on the episode. It is. It is. We're gonna get to talk about how I gave him that tournament. I just, <laughs> I, I just, I just let him have it. I just, you know, I took it out of my hands and plopped it right into his hand. You know, this, we'll get to talk about that. This is what I was hoping for—a little bit of trash talk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, but yeah, tons of love and respect for Troy. Uh, he. Uh, he did awesome out there. Very tough tournament. So, you know what? Let's just go ahead. Let's get into this uh, this tournament recap segment here and, and get this started. Oh, you know what? I almost forgot. We've got an important announcement to make tonight. We do. We do. So, for the listeners here, um, you know, we're announcing this for the first time right here tonight. If you're listening, you're listening on Friday. Uh, Jigmasters has come on as the sponsor of the Reel Down segment. So this is now the Reel Down segment sponsored by Jigmasters. So pretty excited about that. Yep, and we also have a code for all of our listeners. If you guys want to go buy their jigs, it's uh, PNF20, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, PNF20. And uh, we'll post that off. We'll post that up, exactly. Yeah, so go check them out. Absolutely, uh, go to their website. Type in that code, get you some jigs. You know, the fall bite, the swim jig bite can be really deadly, really deadly. And, you know, we still got some people that are, you know, fishing some of those warmer lakes in the south, and they're still in those summer haunts. So, you know, getting down there with a the heavy jig and, and dragging or, um, you know, doing whatever it is you need to do to pull the big ones out. But, yeah, check out those jigs from Jigmaster and excited and uh, happy to have them on board. So, all right, with that said, now let's get into this, uh, this tournament recap segment. So, um, I'll tell you what, Brad, how about I'll, I'll take the first two and uh, you take the second two? Sounds good. All right, sweet. So, our first tournament is the SIAC September Showdown, which uh, we were just talking about a moment ago. That's Southern Indiana Kayak Anglers Club. They, uh, you know, club out of Southern Indiana, uh, hence the name. And uh, they had their, their last and final season event in the Hoosier National Forest. Uh, there were five different lakes that the anglers got to choose from. The majority of them fished on either Salina or Indian. Um, a couple of them moved, hit a couple different lakes during the tournament. But, uh, you know, only three limits were caught. Only three limits out of, I believe it was 16 anglers. Uh, were caught that day and you know a couple guys only had a fish or two so very very tough conditions um, you know I practice a couple days out there um, you know about a week apart from each up each trip and uh, you know I was, I was catching a lot of fish but not a lot of big ones so yeah. definitely a definitely a tough bite for a lot of guys and you know in first place our guest tonight Troy Riggins came in with 7275. 72.75. And I remember before the event, everybody at the ramp was talking, how much is it going to take to win? How much is it going to take to win? And a lot of guys were guessing in the low 60s just because of how practice went. Guys were having a tough time just catching a keeper bite. 
But I was pretty positive it was going to take 75 to 80. And, and that's what I felt like through my practice that I could put up was in that 75 to 80 range. Um, and, you know, I came in second, came in second with 68 inches. And we'll talk a little bit here in a minute when we bring Troy on about, about his, his day and my day. And we'll talk about what kind of went down there. And then in third place, my, uh, my travel partner, Alan Reed, came in with 63 and a half. Uh, so he put up a good fight. We, uh, we fished the same lake to start off, and then he loaded up about uh, a little over halfway through the day and hit, hit another lake, which he had pre-fished. And then Big Bass was uh, Aaron Molander. I call him Amo. Uh, we actually grew up together, and uh, that's my nickname for him, Amo. That's what we called him back in high school. So, but Aaron Molander, he came in with a big bass of 1850. He actually caught that fish on the first cast. <laughs> and then he caught another 1850. So he had the first and second uh, big bass of the tournament by a long, by a long stretch. I think the next closest was like 16 inches, which Troy had, which is his big bass. Um, so, yeah, 1850. And Aaron had three fish, I believe it was. Um, so yeah, first place, Troy, uh, again, I came in second and Allen in third. So yeah, it was a pretty cool tournament. It was definitely tough, but it was interesting to see how people, uh, how people caught their fish and, you know, how they went through their day. Um, but we'll hear, hear a little more about that here in a minute. So moving on to the next one, which, uh, you know, big tournament down there on Pickwick and Wilson, uh, Alabama. They were also able to fish. Um, oh, what lake was it, Brad? It was Pickwick, Pickwick and Wilson. and oh, Pickwick and Wilson. Yeah, sorry, I said that. Yeah, Pickwick and Wilson down there in Alabama for the KBF Southeast Regional Championship. Uh, that was a two-day event, Saturday and Sunday. And uh, unless you're living under a rock, you know that <laughs> Christine Fisher crushed the field i mean crushed the field did you see your day one did you see your day one and day two totals well you know i i did i did and i'm still kind of reeling from all this i can't believe (laughs) how how well she did i mean day one 94 inches that's crazy for a single day limit 94 inches she had 2175 for her big fish, 2025, 20, and then like a 16, <laughs> I think it was. And uh, yeah, I believe it was all largemouth too. Yeah, her smallest fish was 1550 and all largemouth. And, you know, what's even more impressive is some of the stuff that she, some of the mental decisions she made uh, in this event. And, you know, for, for our listeners, if you're interested in what went on during that tournament, definitely check out Christine's, you know, Facebook page. She recaps it really well. But she also put up an awesome YouTube video today recapping the whole tournament. I know she's going to be on live with uh, Mr. Scott Butcher uh, yeah. tonight, another friend of the Paddle and Finn podcast. He uh, He's going to have her on live. Um, so... You know, you can go back and watch that if you haven't seen it already. But, yeah, just dominated. On day two, she uh, she put up, I think it was almost 100 inches. Yep. Yeah, like 99. Was it 99.25, Brad? What is yep. that? Yeah, 99.25. So she had some 20s in there again. I think her smallest fish was 18 inches. Like, just absolutely dominating the field. Um, you know, notable in there, though, uh, the guy who came back and was leading it for the first half of the day, Mike Elsie, yeah. our, uh, our KBF national championship for 2019 uh, national champion. Mike Elsie, he really strong su- surge on day two at 96.50 and, uh, you know, really, really put up a good fight there. But Christine figured it out, uh, you know, in that second half of the day and and just put the hammer down and that was that was all she wrote i mean as soon as as soon as we saw that first fish go up on the board everyone knew like oh yeah it's it's going <laughs> down it's going down yeah. christine's about to get the win you her, know? her two-day so, total dude 
She she blew away everybody is by eleven yeah. inches, second place. Yeah. One ninety three twenty five for crazy. a two day total. Absolutely unreal. Ninety four on day one, ninety nine twenty five on day two. And uh, you know, fish in the same spot and increased her limit. I mean, that's <laughs> that's picture perfect. You you know, fishing a multi day tournament, you're always hoping that you can get the bites the second day. To be able to go back and do that, uh, pretty impressive. But, yeah, again, you, you can't uh, disregard Mike Elsie coming in at 182.25. You know, uh, though he was 11 inches off, that's still a very, very strong finish. 85.75 day one, 96.50 day two. And then Josh Stewart, another name we keep seeing popping up. And in yep. these tournaments, you got a guy who's having a very consistent season, and he's been a consistent angler all around. Uh, but you know, really having a great year, coming in at one seventy-seven fifty. Um, so you know, Elsie and, and Christine really led the field in a big way. But uh, yeah, Josh Stewart again, right there in the conversation. So pretty cool. Hey, um, shout out for fourth place as well, Cody Mil- Milton. I mean, everybody knows his name as well. So. Lives yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, huge names, right? It's the Southeast. We yeah. all know that is that is the dominant uh, region right now. Yeah. And uh, we, I mean, we could go through the list of names here in the top 10, and I don't think any of them would be, uh, you know, unknown names. But uh, just a really cool event to watch, and it was exciting. And, and all the post coverage and everything that Christine's put out to recap that event is just really setting an example of what, you know, what, uh, what is probably the way to do it, you know, to really get that information out there to the other anglers and, um, just doing a great job with it. So really impressed. Yep. So moving on to the next one, we picked, uh, New England Northeast Big Bass Challenge Championship that happened in Wakefield, Rhode Island. Uh, we picked this one because we thought it'd be interesting to, to see. It's kind of a different format of a tournament. They they went off of one biggest fish for two days, I think, or a day and a half time time frame, something like that. But anyway, yeah. I, I was kind of surprised. I, I thought we would see bigger fish than uh, what was posted up. But nonetheless, I mean – Still a cool tournament, but uh, first place, Matthew Rivera with a 17 and a quarter. Uh, second place was uh, Matthew Conant with a 16 and a quarter, and third place was Rob Pagano with 16 and a quarter, which how do they – I wonder how they uh, break apart a tie at second place like that with a one Yeah, fish. that's interesting. I'm going to say probably the first fish submitted – the first fish submitted was probably the tiebreaker in, in that case, but I don't know. Um, yeah, that's just my guess. But yeah, we were way off, man. I think I think we, were. we had a little we had a little wager, and I think we both lost so badly that I can't <laughs> I can't say that there was a winner. Um, I think I think we got to give Brian money instead. Of yeah, yeah. It, instead of borrowing the paddle and fin, uh, you know, credit card, we're we're gonna have to pay the bill or something. We were so badly off on this one. So, yeah, I I was surprised, too. I think I was at, like, 20 and a half, I think, and you picked 22 and a half or something. Oh, yeah, I was, like, 22, 25 or something. (laughs) I was giving them all kinds of credit. I thought they were going to be out there throwing big glide swim baits and huddlestons and catching catching donkeys and, uh, you know. I thought somebody would, at least. And then 17, 25 takes the cake, man. Yeah, I was surprised, but – uh, still a cool tournament format, and you know, congratulations to Matthew there, uh, grabbing the win. I don't know, maybe that was a really tough lake. You know, maybe uh, we should have looked into yeah. the lake before we made our made our yeah. predictions there. I just you saw know, maybe... uh, I, I just saw Northeast and New England. And I was like, oh, Massachusetts. I've seen the last come out of there. So I hear you. I'm I'm I was with you on that one. I thought somebody was going to catch like a monster smallie or something. You know. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, so that that was that, and uh, yeah, congratulations to Matthew and Matthew and Rob. Yep, for top three. He came away, he came away with a uh, quite a bit bit of uh, cash and sponsor prizes also. So yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, what is it two two grand or something like yeah, that? Yeah, something like that. Five thousand total cash and sponsor prizes. So that's that crazy. Is- 
an expensive 17 and a quarter inch fish, my friend. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right. So the last one we have here to recap is the KBA Championships. Uh, Hot Springs, Arkansas, Lake Wachita. Uh, September 7th, uh, KBA, uh, who is that? Uh, Kayak Bass Anglers of Arkansas or something like that, I believe. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Yep. Okay. I know there's a few different trails out in Arkansas. I get them mixed up. But uh, first place here was Jeff Otts. We've all heard his name before. And uh, he came away with a 76.75 inches. Johnny Maddox yeah. in second place. 63 and uh, half inches, and uh, Shannon Rice with 54 and uh, three quarter inches. So that, that, yeah, yeah. another, another tough tournament, man. Yeah. And there's a lot of separation between first and third there. Well, you know, first and second were only two limits caught in that event. And then you had, you had three or four anglers that didn't even have a fish. And I was, I was curious about this one. Excuse me. Bless you there, buddy. Um, I was curious about this one because, you know, we were down there, like I said in the previous uh, previous episode, you know, we were down there for the KBF FLW, uh, you know, cup, and we fished that lake, and it was definitely fishing tough, but um, had tons of potential, and you knew that. But, yeah, it looks like conditions have definitely continued to be tough down there. Um, and congratulations to uh, Jeff, you know, putting together a really solid – um, little stringer there, uh, 67, 75, getting, uh, getting the win. And I believe he also had, um, a couple of the hourly big basses, but your, your daily big bass was 20 inches. Yep. Brandon Kittle. Mm-hmm. And it was his only fish. Got one big one and, uh, that was it. So, um, <laughs> you know, you know, I, I think I'd be happy about that. Even even if I didn't finish well catching a twenty inch fish, I'd be like, heck yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, anytime you anytime you can get you know big fish in a tournament, I think that's uh, that helps take uh, you know that's always good. I personally, so I'm gonna tell myself a little bit here. Um, you know, I've had a pretty okay season. Um, I have not caught a fish over twenty inches all season. I haven't either. I mean, I, I've got but, some 19s, bunch of 18s, but I have not caught a single. And I'm not just talking about in competition. Yeah, I've not caught a single fish over 20 inches this year. Last year I had three or four, um, but not in competition. And then, uh, you know, this year not a single one. I'm still, I'm still hunting. I know where they're hanging out, but I just haven't got them in the boat. Well, I'm the same way, but I also fish almost exclusively rivers, so. 20-inch river smallmouth in Ohio is pretty tough to come by. <laughs> well, so, I'll tell you what. It sounds like you need to come over to Indiana. We need to hit the White River, me and you, and I'll catch my PB smallmouth and a 20-incher to break that <laughs> little curse I got going on, and we'll get you on some big smallies. Heck, yeah. Sounds good. I'm always so next, time it rain, next time it rains a little bit, Come on down and let's uh we'll go hit the White River. Sweet. Sounds uh, good. All right, enough about us. Uh so we'll get back into this recap thing. Well that that was our last one, so oh, I think we got oh. our guest coming up. We do. Mr. Troy Riggins coming up next. We'll be right back. Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the Anchor.fm recording platform. Super easy, distributes our podcast to many, many different platforms. There's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Check out Anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. All right, guys, we're back with our guest for the night. Huger angler Troy Riggins is on with us, and we're going to be talking about that SIAC event. Troy, how are you doing tonight? Good. Yourself? Doing well, man. Doing well. I got my guy Brad here with us, and uh, he's going to be, uh, you know, be a part of this conversation. Good to see you, Brad. Yeah, nice to meet you, man. 
I've seen your name on the leaderboards quite a bit. <laughs> well, hey, I do what I can. You know what I mean? Small town Indiana here. I got to drive a good ways to find great big ones, but I do my do my own thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's good stuff. Good yeah, stuff. Troy's Troy's been doing really well in our local club this year. It, mm-hmm. Troy, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, this is your rookie season, right? In the uh, yeah. kayak tournaments. Yes, it's my first season. I bought a nice Old Town Predator XL in the spring, brand new. Actually, got the last lime green one that Old Town sent out. So, you know, I researched some kayaks and got into that and found one that I really liked, stable, rode good. So, I ended up with that to actually start my kayak fishing career, so to speak. Yeah, I I, uh, fished out of an Old Town Predator for the last two years before this year, and I I loved it, man. That, That thing, yeah, that was an awesome kayak. It paddles great, but we'll get into that later on when we recap this tournament. Yep. <laughs> so, Troy, um, you know, I know you pretty well, and uh, we fished the club together, and we've done a little fishing, fun fishing together. But uh, for our listeners, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself, how you got into the sport. You know, obviously we just heard that this is your first season on the tournament side of thing, uh, things, but uh, tell, tell everybody a little about yourself and how you got into this whole thing. Well, you know got into it my love of fishing over the years i grew up in small town indiana about 20 miles south of indianapolis uh lots of local streams rivers around mm-hmm. i've been chasing my dad actually grew up on flat rock river he still lives there to this day and ever since a little kid i've had everything from beetle spins to rooster tails out on the river just trying to land a big one you know what i mean i've caught some nice ones over the years i mean you guys can probably see up behind me there's a yeah big one on the wall but yeah uh I mean, that's just sparked it. I've waded creeks starting out, you know what I mean? Just take a couple floating Rapalas and wade a creek that's nothing than waist deep around here. You might catch a four-pounder. You just never know. They're all they're everywhere around here. That's pretty much how I got into it. Uh, grew up my whole life being a river rat, so to speak, in local small-town Indiana. And I know the rivers well enough that I thought, you know, started out a couple years ago, bought an old-town loon 126 angler as a kayak. First one I really owned a fish out of. I thought, you know, I'm running some rivers. I don't really need something great big, right? You know what I mean, I'm just doing it for fun. Me and some guys get together. We run the local rivers, catch decent smallmouth. So Facebook and everything got me involved in it. Uh, Sayak, I found them just researching kayak clubs. And I sent a join request, Matt Kiefer. You know what I mean? He said, hey, you know what I mean? Welcome to the club. Everybody greeted me. Nice people. Um, ever since then, Matt had a post one time and he said, who's got the personal best smallmouth they can put me on. I said, well, you know, I, I can do my best. I didn't know him. He didn't know me. You know what I mean? Just do the Facebook. So I invited him to my home. Uh, I believe Matt lives down by Evansville and it was a pretty good drive yeah. for him. He was skeptical. I put him up in a camper, served, served him good food for the weekend. And of course he brought his Jackson big rig. <laughs> I'm, in a, I'm in a little sit inside. He's in this big rig. So we go out for the day, you know what I mean? Just talking. I never knew much about the tournament side of things. Matt Kiefer's like, well, you know what I mean? You can catch them. We started in on our tournament. It was a 12, 13-hour day, so to speak. And this guy went out. We caught some good fish that day. I ended up putting a 20-incher in the boat. He was pretty nice. impressed about that. You know what I mean? Anytime a 20-inch smallmouth gets put in the kayak, he done a good job for the day. Yeah. But that's pretty much how I got started out. I thank Matt Kiefer, you know what I mean, for kind of putting me onto this thing. I really didn't know much about it. Never really believe that the kayak industry was as big as it is so to speak until getting a little further into it he persuaded me to sign up for the march kbf event and i thought you know i want to buy a bigger nice kayak because i seen his jackson big rig so i started looking bought the predator xl and it's just been money ever since i, I <laughs> kbf uh the first march i qualified for the national championship in 2020 nice. here coming up in gunnersville um other than that, I mean, I try to stay around the top 10. I won one couple or this past weekend. Great feeling to win your first tournament. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Cool story. Yeah, congratu- congratulations on that, man. I'm glad I was able to just hand that one right over to you. Yeah, well, <laughs> hey, I was biting my nails. I, I don't think I got any fingernails. I'd have probably started on my toes if I wouldn't have forgot my sandals and had to wear my shoes. <laughs> Well, that's that's not a picture any of us wanted, but, uh, you know, (laughs) it's funny nonetheless. 
Well, so we'll talk a little bit more about that here in a minute, uh, how I just, you know, handed that right over to you. Uh, but, you know, you mentioned the name here, and I got to give a shout out real quick. You know, we got a couple huger guys here on the podcast tonight, myself and Troy, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention another angler. So, you know, we said this is a final season event for SIAC uh, here at the September showdown, and this was the final final tournament for angler of the year race for our little club and you know troy mentioned matt Kiefer, mm-hmm. and that is our 2019 angler of the year so uh, matt if you're listening to this congratulations my man once again it was an epic battle um him and a gentleman chris hildebrand were going back and forth uh for the second half of the season it was really cool to watch and, you know, Matt was able to take away the, you know, the angler of the year and it couldn't have gone to a better guy. So congratulations, Matt. Um, happy to see you win that. And then our guest, Mr. Troy Riggins, third place, right? Third place. Yeah, I, I had I was in fourth going into September showdown. Yeah. And yeah, it, it was just basically nobody could unless couldn't have put me out of the club championship this year i was in it regardless of win lose or draw whoever it was that won it won it you know i mean i was just there to have a good time yeah absolutely so congratulations to you man your first season going out there and really having a great year and coming away with the w and then also you know a top three in angler of the year standings that's that's really impressive my friend so awesome job there appreciate it all right, so now we know a little bit of the backstory. You got into, uh, you know, you got into uh, tournament fishing just about a year ago, or this season really, but you've been doing the little kayak thing for a while out there on the rivers. So let's let's get that because we have a lot of guests on here, and a lot of these guys are, you know, uh, seasoned veterans when it comes to tournament fishing. And we like to ask them, you know, how they go about preparation for a tournament. And you said, you know, that, hey, this is a fun event. I just want to go out, have a good time. Uh, there's no way anybody could knock me out. But talk a little bit about how you prepared for this tournament, what your practice went like, and uh, kind of break that down for us. Well, you know, I got down there. I'm two and a half hour drive for me to get to the lake. I think I may have been the furthest one away. Uh, I don't know how long your drive is, but. Um, about the same, about the same. <laughs> But, yeah, I, I got there about 8.30 Saturday morning, uh, set up camp. Of course, wanted to get that all taken care of. Uh, Kevin Biggs was down there, camped out with him, a couple other guys. Uh, but, yeah, I got down there, got camp set up, ended up hitting the water about noon. I knew it was going to be a tough bite. You go out at noon at any time, you know what I mean? The good bite's over. So I just basically took a hot lap around the lake. Uh, Indian Lake is where I fished at. Just – I went down, never seen any of the lakes before. You know, I mean, I've never been down there, period. And mm. I, I just drove down there, said, I'm going to go fish Indian first. I took off and, you know what I mean? I found a good hole, that got a couple good bites, never set the hook, drove away. Uh, mm. Found a few other fish and caught a couple little bitty ones that evening. That way, you know I mean? I can at least tell somebody, yeah, I caught a couple small ones. You know what I mean? You got to do that. But I left that spot. Never had another bite on the whole lake. It was it was tough. Mm. I mean, probably got back to the campsite around five five thirty in the afternoon, and you know I mean, I was there by myself. I did. You know I mean, mix me a mixed drink, getting the grill ready to go. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Just prepare for the good time that's going to come around the campfire. That's always you know. I mean, we had Alan Reed stop by the campsite. He's a good guy. Uh, Aaron Molander in the club. If he's listening. You know what I mean? Had a good time with that guy too. I heard uh, I heard you make a, a mean steak. Well, hey, you know what I mean? Eat like a Viking when I'm out on the road. <laughs> Roasted five pounds yeah. of potatoes too, but he didn't bring those up, did he? <laughs> well it didn't mention the potatoes. He was just he was still salivating over that uh, that steak, that ribeye, man. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Secret recipe on the campfire. Now, now is it uh, is it true? In order to get a Troy Riggins ribeye, you must have a mixed drink. Well, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> they come I mean, together. It's a combo deal. Was, it's a package. Well, I think that was real close to getting the last one I had. <laughs> you know, I'm not too far from uh, your guys' tournament. I'm going to have to make some trips out there next year. Sounds like a lot yeah. of fun. It's a good group, dude. I, this is my first um, live tournament with the with Syac. I, I, you know, had the nocturnal tournament earlier uh, a couple last month, and uh, I did an online challenge. But because of the national events, I haven't been able to get out there with them. And yeah, I was kind of bummed. I didn't get to go camping either this time because I had to work Saturday, so I got in. I, I left it like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I. Uh... I got it. I got up at 3 a.m. and drove down there on Sunday morning, but uh, yeah, definitely a good group of guys. And if anybody's you know close to uh, Southern Indiana, we uh, we'd love to have you come. The club it's like five bucks to join the club, so nothing crazy there. And uh, you know we hey, have a I'll good time. I got those guys on the season. They they traveled some good ways to make it a little bit fair for everybody. You know what I mean? They know where the fan base is at, so they'll. They'll work with everybody. They're a good group. Absolutely. And, you know, we got our, our club championship coming up here on October 8th. That's going to be on uh, Waveland Lake. So we're we're looking forward to that. Troy and myself will uh, we'll both be there. Um, and, uh, you know, it should be a good event. So, yeah, check check us out. Uh, you can join our, our group, Southern Indiana Kayak Anglers, on Facebook. And you can uh, follow us on Instagram, too, at SIAC underscore fishing. So, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, check us out, and uh, we're happy to have you, Brad, and anyone else that wants to join us. Heck yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. All right, so let's get into uh, tournament day, Troy, and we can talk a little bit about how you uh, you uh, stole this one from me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if it was a steal. Uh, I got lucky. Um, that's pretty much what it was the fish i found the day before they were there but you know i, I guess i was outran to my spot i was trying to paddle a predator xl uh up against the hobie barrage drive and that's just not real easy to do you know what i mean <laughs> but yeah. yeah it's okay hey we can call that guy out let's call him out you know <laughs> mr 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 aaron molander beat you oh, to yeah. your spot huh yeah, yeah. His first cast was big fish. I heard a splash as I drove by him, and you know, what I mean, it's public lake. I just—he knew I was following him to the same spot, I think, and he just put the hammer down on me. Uh, yeah, put on the water early. Seen Matt Keeper when I was backing in. I told him to unload my kayak as I got down there, as he's getting ready to launch off. Uh, yeah, we took off out of there. I went one way, and Aaron Dunn had me beat to it. I, I was hoping he was going to pull over and stop, but he didn't. He drove all the way to the <laughs> point up in the shallows, and it was on from there. His first cast, I watched him catch one, and I had one in the boat just as fast to measure it. And my bike continued, and he caught the two big ones in the hole. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> much how that worked. So let's talk about this hole, right? So, um, you know, you're down there on this Lake Indian, and you, you're talking about a point, right? So you're on a sure. – are we talking like a grass point, a gravel point? What are we looking yeah. at? There's, there's a couple, two or three of them. It's up on the shallow end. It's where the creek dumps in. You know what I mean? You want to get a little bit of something. Okay. The creek was stagnant. You know what I mean? There was leaves floating in and they weren't moving. So, you know, okay. we just sat out a little bit, a couple, two or three foot of water, the top water bite. Um, I, I had actually had a spinnerbait tied on at first, caught my first fish on a spinnerbait and had a buzzbait, you know what I mean, lined up. One I always throw, black on black booyah buzzbait. It's, you know what I mean? It's just one I like to throw. And... I caught my first one on a spinnerbait after I heard Aaron smash it. I, I, it smashed. I asked him, I said, Aaron, you got here first. Which way are you casting and which way are you going? And he said, I'm going to go stay out here. And I said, all right, I'm going to work my way on up. And there's a little slough that ran up the edge of it, probably about a foot and a half of water. I broke out the buzzbait that morning, and it was it was relentless for until about 830. You know what I mean? I had my <laughs> first four fish in the boat by no later than 7, 730. I mean – just kept making a circle, throwing the buzzbait. And every time I'd circle it, they'd, you know what I mean? I'd catch different fish. I had a good one that slipped off, got off the side of the kayak. I'd like to get a measurement on it. It wasn't a <laughs> little short fish, but, you know what I mean? It helped add to my total, give a little more pad on the people chasing me down. 
<laughs> so you had your uh, limit pretty quick then. Oh yeah, I had a, I had a, I mean, within the first ten minutes, I had three fish in the boat. Wow. So that's cool. And I what the sixteen that I caught that was my big fish. It actually come. That was the last fish that I caught rolling out over some deeper water. Is they start? I don't know if they were moving out of the creek or they were going to hide underneath. But I caught a few decent, few decent ones. And I caught the 16 to finish it up. And I was hooting and hollering. I mean, fist pumping. And there was a couple guys that seen me do yeah. that. They, I said, I hope this, I said, that's my number five. And they're like, well, we've caught a bunch of them, but we ain't got <laughs> nothing of any size. Well, sorry, yeah. I got lucky. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. You definitely, you definitely had a pile there for sure. And they were stacked up in there uh, because. Yeah, like you said, a lot of other guys fishing that only found one, maybe two fish, it, it or was, a bunch of little fish. I, when it first broke out, and I broke out, you know, I mean, eight thirty, I had seventy-two and three quarters inches, I think it was, and yeah. I just the next guy on the list was Aaron, I believe he had thirty-six, and that's the last two. I mean, he caught another eighteen or eighteen and a half, something, I think it was. And yeah, two eighteen fifties. I, I was still, you know I mean, I kept fishing. But, you know, I mean, I caught one short fish probably 930. But other than that, it just nothing the rest of the day. I mean, you could I couldn't get a bite. Everybody I talked to they ain't getting no bites, mm. ain't caught nothing. <laughs> well, my so my bite actually never stopped. I had, um, you know, I practiced two days on Selena um, and I hit the other lakes. You know, I hit Indian and uh, Tipsaw as well during practice but i spent most of my time on selena and i was i spent a lot of time graphing so selena is a fairly clear lake but it's it's got some deeper water you know uh 20 30 foot water and uh so i was i was graphing a lot because what i found on uh, selena was some isolated little grass patches and then you know obviously the grass line played a factor but i found some some pretty big brush piles and some uh, submerged timber and i think i showed you the picture of the one brush pile i found yeah, they look like a freaking u-haul truck <laughs> yeah exactly it's massive and uh and, and maybe what i'll do is i'll share i'll share that picture uh in the comments when we post up this this episode but uh you know i uh, i had a goal for this weekend my goal was to win two tournaments. I wanted to win the uh, KBF uh, Back to School Challenge and and get my NC ticket punch because I haven't done that yet this season. And I wanted to win this this SIAC event and get back to back wins, you know. So I put in the work, and uh, tournament morning comes, and I was confident in what I was going to do because I was talking to everybody at the ramp and everybody was talking about how much they were struggling and. You know, everybody's asking how many inches they're going to take to win. Everybody's thinking, like, in the low 60s. And I'm like, nah, it's going to be 75 to 80. 75 to 80 to win this thing. So uh, when I say I gave it to you, I, there, there's no disrespect there. You had an awesome tournament. But uh, I blew it. <laughs> I blew it big time. Um, so I'll quickly try and go through what happened there. Um I had three key spots. I had 15 waypoints over the lake of brush piles. And then I had a few grass points as well, Mark, that I'd, you know, been catching fish. The grass points were my backup. That's where I was going to go if things went wrong, catch my limit. I knew I could do that. But my main game plan was I had some schooling fish um, that were pushing stuff from deep water up into a little cove. And then kind of working them back out. Well, there was guys on that that morning, and I knew that was going to kind of be busy. So I went to my my main deal, which was my brush pile. Now that bite had been late, been later in the day, had been better during practice, but I just went ahead and started there. So 30 foot of water, like you said, is a brush pile the size of a a Mack truck, massive brush pile, and uh, I was throwing a big wicked weights combat jig in there. Uh, it's a tungsten jig three quarter ounce and i was just pulling it through that brush pile i lost five fish on, on that brush pile wow. that morning would they just get so you up? well so 
The water's pretty clear on Selena, as I said. So I was using braid to a 14-pound floral leader. Um, not super light line by any means, but that brush pile is really thick, and I was having to drag it real, real slow through that brush pile. And so my first two bites, I broke off on them. So I'd set the hook, get a few reels in it, and I the line just they just popped. And I'd bring my line up, and you could just see it shredded. Just absolutely shredded. But I knew from practice, if I was throwing 16 or 20 pound floor, I didn't get the bites. Huh. So um, well, I stuck I just, with the port. I just tied the 20 pound braid straight to the buzz bait. I knew it was flawless unless they ripped the thing in two. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, there you go. See, your your plan definitely worked out better than mine. Um, so, yes. <laughs> second, second fish in the brush pile, same thing, broke her off um third fish i was slow rolling a spinner bait through there real real slow this is before the sun got up and uh had one tap it and miss it threw it in there again smacked it i get a couple reels in and i just feel her hang up on a tree yeah so she's down there she's moving around you know i got tension on her she's not coming out she's not coming out so I give her just a little bit of slack, try to see if that allows her, and I feel her move, and then I feel the hook pop out. <laughs> so I am literally now just heartbroken, mentally, just I'm 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 out of it. I'm toast. Hang, hang on a minute. Are you fishing or are you catching? That was the question. They call it fishing <laughs> for a reason, right? <laughs> That's right. It's called fishing for a reason. It is. It is, but I'm a competitive guy, and I was there to have fun. But at the same time, you know, I, I go out, I want to win. So it, 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 man, and I'm pretty good. I've, I've taken a lot of licks this year on the water. This isn't the first time this has happened to me. Um, but yeah, mentally, man, I just, I lost it. So I got off my little, my little brush pile there, and I went and caught a, uh, you know, a keeper just to get me a fish in the boat, kind of calm me down. I went back to my brush pile, caught one, got it up, literally jumped over the front of my boat, comes off, <laughs> threw in there again, got it up to the side of the boat, went to net it, comes off. <laughs> so, <laughs> I had my heart again last month. I know how you feel. Yeah, you my know, we've all been there. on the black buzz bait got eaten by a smallmouth that may have been the biggest one I've ever hooked in my life. Oh, oh man. That's brutal. <laughs> that would suck. Like a I mean, it turned my predator XL. I mean, it just whipped it when it oh. hit me. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we've all been there. We've all had oh, these yeah. moments. And, you know, it's just part of the game that we play. And, uh, you know, in football, it can be a bad call or, you know, a slip or, or something like that. And, uh you know, in this sport, it just it comes down to, uh, you know, little things like that. So I didn't fish very clean. Didn't get the didn't get the fish in the boat. Went to uh, Plan B. Caught a couple limits worth of fish. Um, you know, put up that 68 inches. Went back to that brush pile probably five or six more times. Never got another bite out of it. And what was interesting is out of the 15 some piles or pieces of timber that I had marked. In practice every one of them i'd go and i'd cast and i'd catch a couple of fish out of that day not a single one of them but the big one worked the fish had just moved they were in that transition i don't know exactly where they went they went up in the grass or if they were chasing bait out deep or what but they were not on that brush pile so i went to fishing my grass points and grass lines and and, and was catching fish all the way up to i caught my last fish of the day with like 30 seconds left it didn't help but you know caught one right there at the end and uh just never could make up for those lost fish and uh you know i think a lot of them pushed up into the grass around the lake and even they wouldn't they just wouldn't hit a frog heck they've seen it how many times yeah yeah i i agree i i think that's very true um i did flip a little bit into the grass was just catching little ones i had one good thump but uh it, it, it wasn't there when i set the hook and um yeah i agree i think they moved up into the grass and i think a lot of them were out kind of chasing and roaming that bait um or maybe they were just suspended outside of those brush piles a little bit and not hitting anything so hindsight i may have not stuck to it as long as i did and tried some different stuff but 
Yeah. I mean, if you see what wanted, it was you had a good day. So, yeah, uh, a limit was a real good day. What was the water temperature uh, for your lake and his lake that you guys fished? I believe gonna... mine was 84, 85. I mean, it was like bath water. I mean, it was nice. Mm. Yeah, during practice, I, I had 87 on Indian uh, in the afternoon. So that, that makes sense because um, I was there. Both times I went there was later in the day. And then on my lake, um, I think when we started the day, surface temperatures were around 78. And we got up to about 81 at the end of the tournament. Uh, practice, I was around 82. So very water temperatures were stable but you know we were still getting some pretty cool nights and i think i think that was putting those fish in that transition mode yes yeah, it's that time of year and that, that's crazy like the difference is just how, how far apart are those lakes uh, you know uh well, I, well indian and selena yeah yeah they're they're all I mean, from the furthest south lake to the furthest north lake, you were within a 20-minute drive, 20-30-minute drive okay. of, of them. And then most of them were within 15 minutes of each other. Uh, it's just, like, crazy how, how different each lake has, like, a different bite and, like, all that other stuff that goes into it. Well, it's they're cool. completely, completely different because, like, Troy's, yeah. like, he's fishing on. I think, like, the max depth there by the dam is probably, like, 20 foot. But the majority of that lake is, like, 9 foot. Uh, yeah, nine to I, eleven it's foot. Got, it's got a channel that runs down the middle, got a few trees in it. I, I, yeah. I tried that later on in the day and couldn't get a bite. Yeah, yeah, there's a huge, huge flat in the back um, that's all matted up, and and it sounds like Troy, you were kind of in the creek channel that runs through that flat. Yeah. Yeah. So I oh, and then rig dropping off some points, uh, and I. I had a couple hits on today before out deep, but come tournament day, they just weren't biting. Yeah, it was definitely like a weird bite. Yeah, and and what's interesting, it wasn't just in it wasn't just in Indiana. I was talking to some other guys, you know, uh, that had fished tournaments in you know other parts of the country, and same thing, you know, had had good good practices, good strong bites, and then come uh, come tournament day, it was real weird. So. It is weird. I personally think that has a lot to do with the lunar phase. Um, I'm a big believer in the, the lunar phase and how it affects fishing. Um, I'm not saying that on a bad lunar phase, you can't catch fish. And on a good lunar phase, you're going to, you can't have a bad day. But I definitely think it has, it plays an impact on, uh, on these fish and how they bite and when they bite. Yeah, I, I'm the wrong person to ask about that. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> well, the well, moon does powerful things anyway. If it can raise and lower the ocean as much as it does in a certain period yes. of time, you know what I mean? It's sure make fish not bite. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's not just fish, right? If you if you start to study, and there's there's some there's some pretty cool topics out there, and, and this may be a great episode to have on one of our other segments here on Paddle and Fin, but you know, you can see just from livestock, and uh, you know from other from other things how it how it affects. Um, all different aspects of nature so yeah. it's a pretty cool topic and and once you start studying it and 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 tracking it as you're out there on the water or in the in the woods uh it's it's interesting to see how it actually plays into, oh, into the thing. so very cool well, well brad you got any questions uh for troy here uh, no, we, we covered the tournaments and everything. That's basically what we had them on here for. So Absolutely. Well, Troy, uh, a couple last questions for you here real quick. So, you know, you just finished a, a pretty awesome first season in the kayak. What's what's 2020 look like for you? Well, uh, we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? I'll get get out early and see if I can get on some fish. You you, uh, you thinking about just fishing Syac? You gonna you gonna move on into some other stuff? KVF, Indiana kayak anglers. What you thinking? Well, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Of course, I'll I'm sure I'll fish some Syac events next year. Uh, I don't know how it's gonna play out. Um, I've got my daughter. She's 13, so I've got her full time by myself. Take care of her. So it, it just you know what I mean depends on how my schedule works out. I can't you know what I mean with work and raising the daughters. I'll, I'll get out and fish some. I, 
should have fished the White River event that was in town a few weeks ago. Didn't have the opportunity to get up there and do that. Would like to would like to venture up and do some of them next year. And who knows where Syac's going to go next year? They'll have some good lakes for some good tournaments, I'm sure. Absolutely, awesome, and we'll look forward to getting out there with you uh, at the the championship here in a couple weeks, and um, and then next season as well. Um, all right, well, anybody want to you want to shout out, say thank you to um, anything like that? Let people know how they can uh, how they can stay in touch with you or follow you on uh, social media. Well. Basically, the only social media I have is really Facebook. So, you know, Troy Riggins on Facebook. Look for me for a big small mouth. Got one hanging. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's just how I roll. But, yeah, um, that's basically it. All right, man. Well, it was a pleasure having you on here tonight. It's nice to take it down to the grassroots and, and talk to a local club guy. And, uh, you know, Congratulations again on your your victory there, and uh, uh, look forward to to seeing you again soon, my friend. All right, sounds good. Yeah, nice meeting you, man. Yeah, nice meeting you, Brad. Good to see you. Yep. Have a good night. Hey, you too. See you. Now we're gonna get to our uh, upcoming events for the segment. So I'll start off here and uh, announce the KBF Northeast Regional Championship happening September 13th and 14th, uh, Erie PA. So I'm, I'm sure you go through the list there, you'll see a bunch of big names. Uh, I know one, one name that pops out right here is Matt Ball right off the list. So, yeah, Oh, yeah. Always someone to watch out for there. Mr. Ball is, uh, you know, out of yep. Ohio. Uh, and uh, he's, uh, he's someone to watch out for, for sure. You know, uh, there are a few other – Big names in there, and uh, you know Trisha uh, up there at the top right now, and uh, she's uh, she's on a little bit of a roll, having having a pretty decent season. So look forward to seeing what she can put out, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be a good event, man. It's gonna be a good event. Definitely, those KBF events are always fun to to watch. Yeah, good competition. Guys definitely are fighting for it. And moving on to moving on to the next one, we have a new tournament trail that we discovered. Uh, Oklahoma Kayak Anglers. They have a tournament September fourteenth and fifteenth. It's the Anglers Inventational Championship, and I do not know what lake that's on, but well, this... I mean, it's I can't pronounce it, but should. <laughs> Skyatuk or Skyatuk. Skyatuk or something like that. Yeah, yeah Skyatuk Lake uh, out there in Oklahoma. And uh, this is their, their AOI and, and champion uh, championship here. And looks like they've already got, what, 25 guys signed up for that. So yeah. another two-day event. Again, here we are, championship season, full swing. Yep, so uh, I'm excited to see the results from this one because I don't think we've covered anything from Oklahoma. Yeah, not that, uh, not that I'm aware of. So um, I had a first time I ever fished out there. It was my first tournament of the year out on Big Hill. And, man, that's still one of the, one of the most fun trips I've ever had. So uh, that's one I'll, I'll not soon forget. It really kicked off the season well. So I'm excited, too, to see what, uh, what comes out of Oklahoma on this one. Yep. Moving on to the next one, we have the YTBY uh, season closer. So there's there's another season-ending uh, tournament going on, and that's in Lexington, Tennessee. I believe that's Western Tennessee bass yakking, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe you're right on that. That's the uh, okay. club uh, out there doing this, and uh, you know. Now, 16 anglers already signed up for this one, yep. fishing there. And uh, what is it? Was it – there was a couple – there was a handful of lakes on this one, right, if I remember right? Yeah, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Looks eight lakes, I think. Wow, eight lakes. Very cool. I, I'll be interested to see how close all those lakes are together. I haven't looked at that. But, uh, uh you know, maybe something similar to the SIAC event that we've been talking about tonight, where you got a lot of lakes close by. 
and uh, interested to see what uh, what these guys can pull out. Yeah, that that's going to be an interesting one too. I know that that whole area of the country is pretty interesting fishing. I mean, you got like Tennessee and Arkansas and Missouri and you know Illinois. So that, that whole area is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely some some good fishing coming out of those parts of the country and. Uh, a lot of really good sticks as well. So, all right, moving on to our next one. Um, you know, again, another championship. Uh, and this is a trail that we've talked a little bit about here recently. Indiana Kayak Anglers have their championship tournament on September 14th. And uh, that's going to be on Niona, uh, Niona Lake and macy indiana that's uh that's just a one day tournament um they currently got 13 guys signed up for that and i believe that this part in their anglo year race as well um, some notable names here aiden darlington young angler here out of indiana and uh, currently leading the Angler of the Year race, another river rat. Guys always pulling out huge smallmouth out of the White River. Um, definitely a name to watch out for. Cole Garland, you know, yeah. just recently won the Hobie Bass Open satellite event on White River, and of course the IKA event. Um, you know, yeah. somebody going to be able, to, somebody to watch out for there as well. Nick Matthews, Jim Orr, um, you know, that's uh, Jackson. Yeah, Randy McDougal, exactly. Jim you know, Jim Moore, that's a Jim Strunk. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Jim's uh, Jackson's father, Jackson Orr, who yep. has the charity event going on. So, you know, you would have heard that about that already at this point in, in, in one of our commercial breaks. But just another quick little plug for that. Still time to sign up for that. Uh, that event will be starting the day this airs. Um, so uh actually it's probably already too late if you're listening to this <laughs> this segment <laughs> but uh yeah if you've already signed up and you're listening to this thank you for supporting jackson and 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 that cause and uh so yeah indiana kayak anglers championship tournament uh coming up on the 14th so that's gonna be uh it's gonna be a fun one see who comes away with that aoy and then last but not least, coming out of Long Island, we've got the Long Island Kayak Bass Fishing Club. They're fishing on Sunday, September 15th. And this is a, uh, a single day event. And just six anglers signed up right now. But, you know, that's something we wanted to check out. Another, another uh, new club and hitting a kind of a new area uh, for the show here. So interested to see what, uh, what these New York guys can do. Yeah, that one's going to be interesting, too. I know New York does hold some nice fish, that's for sure, uh, just following their state challenges and everything this year. Yeah, and this is on uh, Swinging Bridge Reservoir. So I'm not uh, not familiar with that, um, but I believe it is both largemouth and smallmouth. Uh, so kind of curious to see, you know, if we're going to see some mixed bags or – uh, guys targeting one or the other, so that'll be uh, that'll be fun to watch. Definitely. Well, that's it for our and upcoming events, man. We'll recap these next week on ne next week's episode. Yeah, guys, and, uh, results. Nice episode. Good episode. You know, uh, it's nice talking to Troy and recapping some of these events, some big events as well. And uh, I had a good time, man. Yeah, it was fun. You got uh, you got any big plans for the weekend, my friend? Going on any smallmouth hunts? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. I I know Sunday I'm supposed to head down to the paddle shop and uh, help with leveling. Uh, they're doing a uh, uh, a big kayak sale, so we're gonna be there ten to twelve, and I, I might try to get out Saturday, depending on if I work or not. So that's always the plan. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Well, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take the uh, the rest of the week and the next weekend off and kind of relax after 
putting a ton of hours on the water this previous weekend. So, and start getting ready for Table Rock. Got the uh, Central yeah. Regional Championship out there on Table Rock here in a couple weeks, and uh, we'll be talking about that on the next episode. So uh, let's start prepping for that and spend some time with some family and just kind of relax and stay off the boat for a little bit. So I'll be uh, I'll be hungry when it comes time for for the uh, regional championship. Got to balance those priorities, man. Understand? Yeah, that's right. That's right. There's a lot of them, and it's difficult. So, uh, but uh, trying, trying to be better at it every day, and then learn how to learn how to juggle it all. So, um, but yeah, hey man, awesome episode. Look forward to to the next one. Thanks everybody for tuning in, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Yep, see you guys next week. Tight lines and smooth paddling. What's up, boys and girls? Just wanted to take a quick minute to talk to you about the paddle and fin gear. If you haven't seen it yet, go to paddle the letter n in fin dot com. Go click that store tab at the top. Check out the store. We got tons of t-shirt designs, long sleeves, hoodies, phone cases, you name it, it's on there. Give it a gander. Just want to take a brief moment to give a little shout out to our show sponsors. Rocktown Adventures. For all your outdoor adventure needs, visit rocktownadventures.com. Loveland Canoe and Kayak, if you're in the Ohio area, go check them out at Loveland canoe.com hammered lures our man eric richards making some pretty epic baits you can check out his store at hammeredlures.myspotify.com coyote sunglasses get your floating glasses for the next adventure out on the water they float they're polarized all different styles to fit your pretty little face fish mob lures my man jay randall making buzz baits spinner baits you name it he's got a whole array of things and if it isn't listed on the facebook page shoot him a message maybe he can make it up for you southern lake co awesome apparel you guys uh check out southernlakecompany.com and our newest sponsor trc covers protect your investment wrap your rods your reels they got custom colors logos you name it they got it Go check out trccovers.com.